I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Soul Lights. Always great to connect with each and every one of you, whether you're here live with me in the chat, on the phone lines, or listening later to the replays in the archives. It is so wonderful to connect with each and every one of you. Um, I thank those of you that have been sending in email questions um, and also on um, questions in the comments on, the, on my Instagram. Um, I will be diving into those um, today and spreading the questions out ac- across different um, podcast episodes. Um, hey, Healer Medium in the chat. Looking forward to the show. Great to have you here. Uh, chat got open a little bit later, so get cozy, comfy. If you want to be in the chat listening, that's fine. If you want to participate and ask questions in the chat, you've got to uh, do your little sign in or sign up. Sign up, and I love being imperfect. Oh, yes, that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about, actually. So very interesting. Uh, Healer medium in the chat. Yes, yes. There's some very interesting kind of heavy-ish, heavy light. It's a mixture of energy. We're going to talk about that. And also I'm going to get to callers. So if you have a question, a comment, or you want to share what you're doing, how you're doing on the path, you can call in at 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122, and press 1 on the keypad. Um, also, please connect with me, um, expressing and expanding on the YouTube uh, community, uh, Soul Insights and Tarot with moi, Michelle Mache. I always put my name in so people can just Google Michelle Mache and it comes up. Um, I'd love for you guys to subscribe, get the notifications, and really, really what I'm also loving is you guys, when you leave comments, because I screenshot so I can tune into your energy, whether you have an icon there or, you know, your picture. And so it helps me when I'm tuning in. A lot of people are saying they feel the readings are very personal and just to them, or they had just asked these questions or, you know, prayed to know the answer. And it's because we're all getting to know each other more in the etheric field, right? And also our connection through the astral and the Akash, the Akashic realm, the Akash is soul. So it's um, kind of cool, kind of fun. It's very um, inspirational for me also. So, you know, connect with me more on Instagram and Facebook if you've kind of been wondering uh, especially Instagram and YouTube, Facebook as well, but really Instagram and um, youtube And I've also started a little TikTok, but listen, that's just going to be, 
after I post other stuff and that goes up, whatever, a friend of mine kind of talked me into it. And I'm like, well, if I can just upload stuff I've already done on Instagram, then I'm good to go with that. What I really feel is there's so many um, – there's so many shifts that are coming up. I'm really making myself available, even more available to people and really more available to spirit and the oversouls, how they want to come through and, and guide me to do whatever I'm meant to do, whatever I'm meant to learn, whatever I'm meant to share. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. That's what I'm, you know, really focused on. It's a hyper, if you haven't noticed, there is a hyper, you're going to hear doggies in the background because I'm taking care of my friend's doggies who's in Costa Rica. And the one is a very, very yappy. What do you want? Get your toy. Very yappy. Oh, there it is, a bone. That's what it was. Okay. There's your bone. Uh-uh. Okay, do you hear that? <laughs> She's little. If you see the post I did, I don't know, five, six pounds, I don't know, maybe 10 at the most. Uh, my dog Yoshi's, who's on the other side, was 13, 14 pounds, and this one's definitely little. Anyway, gave them a bone. Uh, retrograde season, lots of stuff coming up. Um, this is a, I'm going to share, share a little bit of um, information. Um, also, remind everybody before I get to, uh, if you want to do a deeper dive into metaphysics and spiritualism, you can connect with me on my Patreon, Soul Path Community Group there. We also have a chat on uh, Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you get in the chat. I'm actually starting to tailor then a lot of general work, and now we're going to be starting getting a bit more specific. So if that's some way that you want um, support, that's an option for you as well. Uh, Lynn, she wants to be part of the show. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys know the story. She came through to me saying she didn't want to go to Costa Rica and wanted me to take care of her. And she's like, didn't want me, didn't want to go, didn't want to go. And then my friend said about three days after, maybe a week at the most, after I received the message from Monkey, the little Yorkie, uh, my friend said, I don't know if it's a good idea if I take them. Would you consider watching them? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, she doesn't want to go and the other one doesn't want to go. So, oh, my God, advanced beings in a fur baby body. What can I say? What can I say? You know, they're just like people, you know, animal beings. Some are more conscious than others. You know, there's different levels of consciousness. That's something I'm going to start getting into, by the way, is the levels of consciousness going to be diving um, the nine spiritual principles of universal law and um, the soul rays. So I'm actually going to be doing some stuff on uh, Patreon with this and also do some pick a cards to kind of help support. I find I use the support. I use the support of friends coaches, people that I'm working with, my guides that are, in per, you know, embodied in person and then those that are on the other side. And I just feel like one of the things I really wanted to share was how we're in this transition. We haven't yet hit the change or change point. Things are changing. So it might be helpful that if you keep reminding yourself that we're still in this great transition and you're still in this, many of you, in transition individually. Now, some people have been 
moving through smaller transitions and then some things have changed and they're living out those changes and getting um, kind of anchored, grounded in the energy of the change and um, especially environmental changes and seeding. And so the, the whole thing that I was getting um, from the guides was this is a time to be in transition but also seed. Think of yourself that you're on this, you know, you're on this soul path journey, you're on this hike, you're on this walk, and you're going through all these different types of terrain, uphill, downhill, flat, a lot of flowers, very little flowers, desert, tropical, by the beach, walking on the sand. There's all this different terrain, but you have all these seeds, seeds of new ideas. Now, what these seeds are actually is, Encoded information, encoded, and misinformation could be insight, inspiration, direction. It could be the energy that draws in you to connect with certain people in certain situations for this great turning point that is coming up in 2023. 2023 is a very, very, I've said it, between 2023 and 2025 is a very powerful two and a half years that we're going to feel like we've lived through 10 years. And it's exciting for me, and I think I'm going to, I don't know, you know, I'm nervous a little bit to, see, I've been able to, if you go through the archives, I've been able to talk very openly. In fact, I was channeled information that came through, I, you know, from the guides. I was saying all along, like with this pandemic, that it came from a lab, that it was boosted even before this came out even before that i mean i had this information like i said 2017 mid 2017 to 2018 um, information about bitcoin that actually that it's our government and that i have from channeled information but it also ties into information i got from ted gunderson uh ex-california director of the fbi um but i may start I have this information that I didn't want to get canceled and censored. I just don't want to deal with a lot of drama. I, I just really, if, you know, it's not my thing, like, to, to know everything first and then put it out there. Um, so I put stuff out on Patreon. I gave stuff to clients and people in workshops. But if you go through, I don't know, there might be a way that I can put it in the Awakenings podcast episode description because one of the things that my friend, a friend of mine that works in social media and, and marketing, she said you've been that I had been really lucky that I didn't get flagged. And she said the reason is two things: your audio. It's an audio podcast. It's unless I'm getting the transcripts, it's not out there, and so the algorithms don't pick up this information. Like before, they had va talking about vaccine manda mandated and vaccine passports, and people having to have their paperwork to travel. I was talking about that and sharing that information, trying to help show people what's coming up. So that's part of what I want to do, and that's my kind of mission. Even if we can't change things, if you know ahead what's coming up, I talked about selling, you know, buying gold, and that the dollar would be going up, and that you know, oil would be going up, and that you know, oil, tangible goods, housing, these are things to you know invest in. Again, channeled information, so. You know, you have to do. You have to. You have to work with your 3D people, uh, whether healthcare practitioners, whether you know uh, investment, you know people, you know stockbrokers, 
traders you work with, investment counselors, I can't think of the name. But I just give the channeled information. Then you do what you, you know, want with it. But another thing my friend said, that she said, you know, and the other thing is you have guests. And so the algorithm and the Internet picks up on the guest and the guest title. It's not picking up. And I think this was designed by the spiritual hierarchy and the oversouls that I work with so that I can get this information out that is controversial to people. Like now people are starting to realize that Bitcoin is government-backed. I already was saying this. Even though I liked the concept in 2009 when I was watching a lot of RT.com and following um, Max Kaiser and Stacey Hebert, but something told me don't get involved in it. Now that doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money from it, get in, get out. But what I was what I was shown was that the Bitcoin was put to get people to adapt to this, so that it would be easier for the federal and international controlled currency, digital currency, to come through, so that there would be these early adopters. And so again, weigh it out. It's like okay, you guys can make all this money, some of it tax free. You can think of yourself being these cowboys in the wild, wild west, and and skirting taxes and and they let us have that they let us have venmo for a while and now that anything over six hundred dollars now at least in the u.s is taxed i don't know what it is in other countries so you have to know that the people the the, the cobble the the the, the group that first of all what this has been planned for so many years a lot of the information i've had for 30 years and some of it I have, I have received from people that had it in, the, in these more esoteric Christian mysticism groups uh, and uh, Mormon, believe it or not. Um, so this information, this plan has is, is been in motion for so long that it's how do you train your mental, emotional mindset to handle this and know what's coming up and make the right decisions for you. A big part of that is you have to read the signs. You have to connect into the synergy to get the mutual energy, your energy matching the universes so that you're guided. Learn how to trust your intuition so that you know where to be and what to do. And then also that you don't overly freak out as to what is happening externally in the world. You can still see spirit's hand of the, of the higher frequency or higher vibrational frequency of what's going on. Because there's always going to be a lower harmonic or octave of things playing out and then the higher octave or higher version and vision. And so you can kind of see how the lower, you know, it's like listening to a lot of gossip and fear, that's still communication. And it has some relevance and benefit, but then there's talk of inspiration and insight and guidance. Well, that's a higher or more extended or expanded consciousness. You know, that's a higher vibrational frequency of energy. So that you can start aligning to the vibrational frequencies and energy wave, you know, wavelengths that are more supportive of what you're here to do on a soul level. All right, let's get the callers and let's see what people are saying. Um, oh yeah, healer medium. I keep hearing that people will be moving, and my sense is that it won't be of their own free will. Yes. That, some of it will be and some of it won't be. And some of, see, the, the big picture, and if anybody ever wants to ask me questions on this and I'll do a video or do an audio podcast, the thing is, people, when you ask the questions, it opens the channel and the relevant information comes in. It's like I have so much information. It's like a library. 
you know, I'm tapped into the Kashik constantly. So um, the big picture is, yes, the breakdown of larger controls, even though the feds, the government will have a lot of control and oppression for a short period of time, it has to happen for individual and group, whether quietly behind the scenes or loudly in front of the scenes, begins to wake up and splinter off. So, you, so eventually you will see a lot of splintering, whether it's within countries, definitely states and cities, um, definitely north and south, you know, uh, northern California, southern California. There, there, there's going to be splits for more communal and tribunal living because eventually what's what's trying to happen and will happen is this world order, a new world order, a, a global tribunal, an international tribunal. Now, it's going to be heavy-handed in the beginning. It's going to be controlling. It's going to be oppressive until people start waking up and going, oh, my God, I gave all my rights away to, you know, be safe or have this story. This is why they're allowing the homelessness to go on, the, the displaced people, homelessness that are mentally unstable, ill, disturbed, drugs, drug addict people, you know, uh, people that have been in prison or in jail, let out. So then it, when it comes to, to creating, which the, they've all the... Um, a lot of the property and, and housing has already been, and, and apartment complexes has already been bought up. See, one of the things that had to happen was to weaken the economy and weaken the, the middle economy, entrepreneurs and small business people, especially in the United States, to then come in. Again, people look for saviors instead of their own inner saving and that government can be supportive, people can be supportive, but we're to tap into our own soul solution. Soul solutions, like dilution, dissolving. And so, you know, again, and there will be people that live in that narrative and there will be constructs, whether mental, emotional, belief systems, and environmental, neighborhoods, cities, parts of states that offer this type of living because it is going to be scary. There's going to be a, there's, it's already happening. I, I, I hear things and then people email me and then within my workshops and Patreon, uh, you know, the crime coming up. So people will be clamoring and screaming, yes, I'll live in a bubble. I'll live, you know, I'll live in this other world. I'll live in this other way because I can't, you know, it's not safe. It's not safe. So that's the button, the not safe. Got to wear the mask, fear. And again, I'm not telling anybody to do A or B or C or D. I'm just putting the information out there. That's all that I meant to do. And then to help people connect into their own intuition. So there's going to be the lower vibration playing out and the middle and then the higher. And then you will know how to align to the energy that best suits your soul and what you want to experience. And I'm just saying just be on ready for what is taking place and to know, okay, this is part of the plan. We can't get to communal living or living more in communities 
of like-minded individuals. We can't get to being more our individual unique selves, our soul selves, unless we feel enough oppression. That's just how it's worked on the planet. And I'm talking more with the mainstream consciousness. Although it will affect some of the fringe people directly or indirectly, it doesn't have to as much. If you're riding the, the wave of the mainstream, it's going to be very jarring. And yes, as Healer Medium put in the chat, there is going to be another exodus of people leaving because there's going to be major, I mean, and I look at myself, I'm supposed to be moving and it's, just, I'm, it's the door, it's not open yet. It's not, I'm, I'm still doing a lot of preparation. So we can't push these things. I mean, this is where you have to have faith and trust and do what's in front of you because it, it is going to get to a point where, where it's very difficult to move around or travel um, you know, and again, these things are going to happen in pockets. That's why a lot of people ask me, it's like, it's not going to be cataclysmic. A lot of people say, well, what's going to happen? I'm like, well, it depends where you are. A lot of what I channeled happened in Australia. And I will go back to something that Ted Gunderson had said and that he saw was the dissident camps, that they redid the FEMA camps. They redid the camps, that the internment camps um, that were still here since the Chinese internment during the war, those barracks, bunkers, whatever you want to call them, have been remodeled, okay? Now, that already happened in Australia and to some degree in Canada. So a lot of this can be mitigated, too. It can be less extreme by our consciousness, right? So it's like if I have a tummy ache, and I catch it in time, maybe have some, you know, chamomile or peppermint tea, it can go away more quickly. Or I can eat some food that is, causes extra, you know, indigestion, and it gets worse. So we have a lot of empowerment, a lot of power by what we do, how we structure our life, what we believe, how we come together. And the guides always told me, small groups, Michelle, small groups. That's why in the 90s I stopped doing larger you know, conventions and shows and, and workshops at, um, what do you call it, like airports, you know, how they have those uh, workshops and seminars. Um, because it has to be lip to ear. It has to be passed on individually, a little bit under the radar, so that you're not having to, it takes a lot of energy to deal with trolls or, you know, people calling you out or, you know what I mean? It's just easier to find the groups, and this is why a lot of people are even talking kind of in code, because anything that has a differing voice is being stamped out or, or silenced or is being given a lot of drama. And I hope to God, I always pray, please, I don't want to have to go through that. I don't want to have to deal with that. Um, my Libra rising and Libra north node really doesn't like the drama, so I'm hoping I don't have to. So far, I haven't had to. Let's see. Any? Oh yeah, they did try to. Um... Yes, Lynn. Exactly. Grateful we can have these conversations here, and we are under the radar. That's why I put it also in Patreon, and I I, I want to share especially now that I'm seeing people talk about what I channeled five years ago uh, and longer, 
and this whole people are starting to wake up. You know, I heard all these people, and I have clients too that bought a bunch of Bitcoin and they did quite well, made a lot of money, but then they all of a sudden got out. They're like, oh, yeah, I had a feeling, or they did a reading with me, and I said, eh, maybe I ought to get out. And now people, I even heard on this podcast, I think it was Tim Cast, that we're liking Ethereum and Bitcoin, and then they're like, oh, but Fed, they're putting in this money. Maybe Bitcoin wasn't. Come on, people. Saying that Bitcoin came from this person, Santoshi, from Japan, and he's not saying his name because he wants it decentralized. Nobody in the human 3D level comes up with a great idea. If you have that much, that'd be like Steve Jobs, you know, who created in Wozniak, created, you know, the Apple, the Mac, the iPhone, iPad, iPod, whatever. Now saying that they did it, this universe, think, it's common sense. 3D world of manifested form, you have to have some level of ego, and especially a lot of ego to be an inventor, designer. You're really working a lot in the 3D realm. I don't know of anybody that has come up with a major, that keeps something hidden, it's just not within the realm of, of human humanity. But people thought, myself included, I can make a lot of money and, and skirt around the system. But it was a way to catch people to get them into the bigger system. Same with the vaccine passport and mandatory vaccine. It's like, well, I'll be safe. You know, I'll get, I'll get the Bitcoin or Ethereum and these other digital currencies, and I won't be able to be stopped. Well, I can tell you one thing. The 1% and 1% of the 1%, the half percent, elites, cobble, whatever you want to call it, Bilderberg Group, Steering Committee, are not going to give up cash and gold. They're not going to go all digital. The system is not going to all of a sudden go down. It's, it's not because there, there's going to be layers and levels to it. And again, you have to see where you are guided and, you know, and why. Your soul will tell you why through your higher self. You'll get the messages of why. I find the higher self or the higher spiritual understanding, the occult, spiritualism, metaphysics, is actually very common sense when you look at it. It's very simple. It's like one of my teachers, Dr. Hahn, in, when, when I was studying with him, he said, look, Michelle, if you can't describe it in a sentence or two, you don't really know it. The universe is very simple. It's com- complex. We're complex. The ideas, and, and, but it's simple. Our needs, wants, and motivations are very simple. And so the expanded truth and understanding of the universe is actually quite simple. When it gets complicated, there's issues. We all know this. We've been in situations, relationships that are complicated, right? It's complicated. That means there's a lot of mistruth. There's a lot of denial, delusion. When things get complicated, something's off. Now, it could be complex, many, many layers and levels, of feelings and beliefs and ideas, but within the complexity is simplicity, Oh, in Canada, we rallied against them. Oh, cool, healer medium. We did, I did two here. We did two here as much as we could. You know, and we're going to have to under, do that in our own way, where, whatever way that you're called, is to really keep things simple. Does this make sense? 
will there be a digital currency and a universal one, you know, or international? Yes, absolutely. The banks will be there. Money will be taken out if you say, oh, already, I saw a podcast the other day and some guy that has different beliefs, PayPal banned him. He has to be on Stripe. And, they, and it's because they, they don't like what he stands for. He's a biologist and he has a certain opinion about gender. See what I'm saying, folks? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And eventually it won't really matter because we'll be bartering. There'll be a, there'll be a different system. It won't be all monetary. Um, and it won't be all digital either. Now, fun times. Fun, I mean, it is also where it's going and leading. It's amazing. It's just what we have to go through to get there. The human condition and human experience is very challenging. Um, but also kind of fun because you kind of have to, the, under the radar, you know, you got to think differently. You got to connect with others. You got to read and watch the signs. You got to see how it all plays out. What I'm enjoying is seeing people kind of awaken in a certain way, especially people that you would term as more conservative. It's amazing how they're putting the dots together, you know. And again, it's not as conservative or liberal or one race, one color, uh, what is it, left, right. It's all of it, but it's very interesting how the pendulum is like swinging. It's swinging around. It's swinging around like a swing and a seesaw. It's a seesaw. <laughs> it's a seesaw swing action. How things are getting played out. And that's what's on top. We've got to look at what's above and what's below the surface and let that guide us. All right, folks, 347-539-5122 is the number. Getting to calls. Let's see what's happening. Love to hear from you. How is this unfolding for you? I really, really want to know. What are you doing about it? You're probably keeping your nose to the grindstone, connecting with people that you – and when I say like-minded individuals, I do not mean people that just agree with you. To me, like-minded individuals are individuals that are willing to have a difference of opinion also. That's like-minded. Like-minded doesn't mean thinking like me or feeling like me. The like-minded part, this is what a lot of people, they say, oh, you're in your bubble, or, uh, you know, or people are, you know, the echo chamber. The higher principle of what is going on is a unification process. The binding principle of the awakening is love. So if I love myself and I love what I'm believing and I feel comfortable and confident in myself, I'm able to hear somebody else's opinion. And I can love humanity having different opinions or ideas or beliefs. So don't let people tell you, oh, you're only hanging out with like-minded individuals because you can't hang out with it. No, no, no. Like-minded just means if I'm talking, you're not going to interrupt a lot, and I'm going to listen to you, and you're going to listen to me. Like-minded could be I like being outdoors, and you like being outdoors, but you like jogging outdoors, and I like hiking outdoors. We're like-minded because we both like to be outdoors, but you're not wrong for running outdoors, and I'm not wrong for hiking outdoors. Maybe sometimes I walk and run. Maybe sometimes I hike. Maybe I only run and hike. I don't walk and hike. Do you see what I'm saying? 
So there, there's a there's a thing that's going around against a, a misunderstanding of what like-minded means. Like-minded doesn't mean they think exactly like me. There's a principle that I'm willing to hear you or understand you or connect with you, even though, believe me, some of these podcasts or or even people that I work with, I'm, I'm agreeing and listening and, oh, my God, and then they say things that are so unconscious or limited, but I still agree with them for having their own opinion and understanding. Even if I don't agree or I think it's wrong, we're still more like-minded than somebody that doesn't let me have my opinion and my beliefs and my ideas. You know, I'd rather have somebody say, um, you know, you're wrong or I don't agree in that. That's fine. So just, just be aware of that. Oh, yes, true. We don't need to have an opinion on everything. Exactly. Something, I thank you, healer medium, either it makes sense or not. Yeah, some things I don't have an opinion on because I'm like, you know what? It doesn't really concern me. I don't have, that's the loving law of allowance. Those of you that are doing my uh, synergy workshop, you know, we've been talking about this. I, I can't get in everywhere and put my nose in everybody's business or ideas. Otherwise, I'd never get anything done, you know? What's Lenny saying? Like-minded is just people who are actually thinking. Yes, yes. All right, let's get to callers, 347-539-5122. Caller number one, you're on air. Hello. Hello, Michelle. You're on air. Teresa. Hello, Michelle. Hey, Teresa. Teresa. Hey, good to see, good to connect. Hi. Yeah, I'm really enjoying your conversation. And um, I I have a question. There's been a um, close situation going on with my husband that hopefully we've gotten some answers about. Uh, yesterday, okay. I spoke to a friend physician that I used to work with. Um, do you see anything around that? And do you see anything around uh, a move? Definitely a move. Now, is there – okay, first of all, I'm, I'm getting that you're going to – there's probably going to be more either outside the box or different uh, – protocol treatment with him could be surgery. Does that make sense? Oh, I hope not. It could be. It's it's teetering. It's teetering. Um, let's see. Is there going to be – or there's talk of it anyway. But I feel like you're either going to get other help or other answers, or there could be a different protocol than what's normally done. And also, there could be something outside the area, another area, or you, you're going to be doing a lot of research on whatever's going on. It could be outside your, where you live or, or the people, the medical practitioners or experts around you. It could even be international is what I'm hearing. Um, I do think things go or get better. Now, you know what's interesting? I do get heart, lung, but I also get something stomach. There's something in those areas. Yeah, yeah. What happened was he already had a lung surgery, and thankfully nothing was found. Oh, he did. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. I didn't. And okay. um, he's had bypass heart surgery in 2017. Um, what happened was he's getting this thing where pressure builds in his stomach and bladder, and um, he gets this sudden urge to urinate, and sometimes it drops his blood pressure. 
So um, I had spoken to a, a doctor I used to work with, and he said that this was a reaction, like a delayed reaction to the anesthesia with bladder dystonia, and it would go away. Um, but it may take a few months. So um, that's I what think you're going to get some protocol. Okay, so I was right. So stomach, because that's what I'm getting. There is something definitely going on in the stomach, the heart-lung area, and stomach. I feel if you address whatever's going on in the stomach, and I do feel you're going to get some information. It could even be a dot. I feel out of the area, and even it could be something international where you either go there and get some kind of treatment because it feels like it could be intermittent. Will it get handled? I say yes, but it is also it is also stress precipitates it. So maybe there's some stress good. within the body. The I don't stress. mean good, but I've been telling my husband that because he's getting fearful of going out and walking because it could happen. So he kind of works himself up that he has to get out of the car or he has to go to the food store or he has to do something. And then, yes, it does seem to happen. So, you know, I I did tell him about that. Um, The doctor I spoke with yesterday, who I worked with for many years in New Jersey, um, you know, he said this would go away. It may take a few months. Um, According Mm -hmm. to him, he said there's really no treatment. When I looked online, they said there could be sometimes medication, sometimes surgery. But it seemed like this initial surgery, um, and then he also had two small cardiac procedures. Um, which he had to go under anesthesia. So he had three anesthesias in three months. Mm. Okay. So, so, and also exercise or, you know, working with the core. But I feel like something of the tree, there could be dietary change. There's something with the muscle and the elasticity. It's almost like a spasm is happening, like a low-level spasm. That's it. And that's and exactly it, Oh, is that it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because I'm seeing it spasming right now as I'm looking. And then, but so I'm hearing, could even be calcium magnesium, even though though it makes you, you know, can make you urinate quite a bit, but to relax or a magnesium bath, because it's underlying stress. And I do feel like sometimes, you know, fiddling around with surgery, you know, muscle tissue gets muckied up. But but it's now said a little hypersensitivity to uh, kinesthetic stress, somatic stress within the body. So the body is, is, is the spasming, you know, is kind of picking up. It kind of tickles the, the bladder area. So it's almost like that area needs to calm down. So things like, you know, emotions or, or dealing with emotions or acupuncture, massage, there's underlying stress of change. It's manifesting through the body because it got triggered through the the surgeries, you know. Yeah. Um, but so handling that long term is greatly going to help. And I also feel um, the move and downsizing or getting, I don't know, you're going to be in an area where there's much, I don't know, more flowers. He can walk around. I don't know. It's going to be a better area. It's going to be more manageable, whatever that means. He might reject it in the beginning. But I feel once the move is there, he's going to walk. He's going to um, he's going to be doing better. But it is a path of health for him right now, and that could be mental emotional health also. It's coming through the physical, but it's really about the mental emotional health. Okay. Yeah, and that's basically. I mean, you're really giving a confirmation of what my doctor friend 
had talked about yesterday that this triggered the bladder spasms when the bladder goes into spasm. Yeah, and um, we were at a wedding over the weekend, um, which I think was stressful, precipitated some of this. Um, It actually got worse, and that's, you know, um, why I contacted my friend. Um, Because prior to that, he had been doing better for a couple of weeks. Um, We were down at Navarre Beach in Navarre, Florida, and I really felt a good vibe down there. So I like that. I like that. that Yep, water, beach, bright flowers, area to walk where it's much ease, 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 so you can focus on your next level, next steps. Okay. Okay. All right, Teresa, thanks for calling in. You're so much a target. I mean, you know, you're you're so much a target. I told my husband, he's outside now, he's on the deck. Um, I said, you know, I said, I'm going to try to get on Michelle's awakenings and see what she thinks of all of this. And um, he said, oh, okay, see what she says. And my goodness, I mean, it was like, this is almost the conversation I had with the cardiologist yesterday, my friend. I love it. Well, you know what? We're about 41 minutes in. Play it because I haven't talked. I don't know the doctor. I don't know your husband. But this is a confirmation of the information that you got. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. So <laughs> and I, I love so that happen. Thank you so much for everything you do. You're welcome, Teresa. Thanks for calling in. Big hug to you and your husband. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hello, hello. Hi, Michelle. This is Sonia. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. Tanya? Um, Sonia, yes. Mm -hmm. Sonia. I was just laughing because um, all the things you were saying in your, you know, your um, pre-talk before you go to callers. Um, about moving and homelessness and I'm driving and as you're saying all these things like the thoughts are in my head and then you're saying it <laughs> like I was oh looking my at gosh. homeless people and as you said it I'm like looking at them and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> and then you know Everywhere. the thoughts I have in my head you're like speaking them and I'm like oh my gosh so funny I love it um, so similar to the last caller um, my question is about moving too and as you were talking about moving, I'm like driving down the street and all these for sale signs. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be, so, that's why I've been telling people, I feel that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of real product, real estate, I do feel will go down. Some areas it's going up because I feel like people are, are kind of, you know, companies buying on the high end with the BlackRock, you know, just these larger companies. But I do feel that there's going to be um, a lot more, what is it called, Seller, buyer's market, buyer's market. And I feel like a lot of people bought two, three, four homes, you know, especially due you know, COVID and, you know, last year. Um, and they're going to be trying to offload, you know. I would say people simplify and get in, get in a place that it feels you're not too stretched. So you don't hear the noise of being overly stretched in your life. You can hear the, the inner guidance of what to do, what to create, where to go, you know, what's your next steps, you know, what's mm-hmm. the creative solutions for you. Um, so, Sonia, what's your question? Oh, same. Um, 
is move. And do you, I mean, I feel like we will move, but I was wondering if you thought the timeline or is there anything, um, yeah, I'm going to sur- say, say by next year, I feel like there's a lot of delays. I feel for some people, October opens some things up, mid-October to end of, let's say mid-October to November. But you may have a, a an idea of your plan, your next steps, or where you're going. But it, but the, but the actual move I'm feeling for many people is, is 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, probably between January and March, April, May. Okay. So I, I but again, you first have to get kind of a clarity. Yeah, that's the problem. So I'm saying, yeah, see, that's what you, you don't have yet. Yeah. Clarity, yeah. Clarity coming. Um, it's uh, <clears throat> where we are, like, all around us is for sale, for sale, for sale, people, and for different reasons. Um, but, you know, literally, like, next door is for sale, for sale. And um, so, you know, we were, anyway, yeah, we were just, we think about it all the time. It's just when to when to do it and where to go and how it's going to happen and all those things. Um, I was curious if you saw anything like well, you got to wait because you're not you're you're not well. If you had like a few locations, I could look at that. Like our previous caller, I, the place that I was just driving, yeah. they were just at, and then they asked me about Florida, mm-hmm. and I said that looks really good. Um, so I think the same for you. I, again, it. My, what I've been guided by the Oversouls and the guides is that if something isn't clear cut, then there's more to do where you're at. And again, the higher self is saying, everybody's higher self and the Oversouls is basically saying, we don't want to complicate things so you don't have to move multiple times. So you might be held in one place because there's some details, little little 3D, and I'm finding it's Capricorn 3D things. You know um, that people have to do. You know, it's like it's that whole. You know, if we're looking astrologically, that Uranus and Taurus North Node, and then it's there's the mm-hmm. square to, to to Saturn Aquarius. It's like, yeah, you you know, Saturn. Oh, not yet. Don't go yet. You know, it's like it's like it's like. Do you want to make multiple trips back and forth, or do you want to load up the car one leave or just one time? Like you might, have, right. <laughs> there might be two moves for many people, but you don't want to make it three or four moves. And so this is right. where things are kind of held back, you know, and I've had it myself where I have to go, okay, I, I, I can do this. I can do that. I can do A, B, you know, there's more to do. It's really functional, foundational thing. So I would say for you, Sonia, and other people that are listening, what is it in your environment, in your house, in your mind? It's going to be 3D, though. It's going to be something f- functional. What do you need to to do? What do you need to wrap up? What do you need to c- complete? What do you need to get rid of? What do you need to prepare? You know, is it the bank, banking, banking account? Is it investments? Is it, do you need to fix up your house before you sell it? Do you need to, you know, what it, what is it? There, it's going to be something kind of practical, to set you up for the next space so you're not carrying those next levels with you, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to have time. People are not going to have the time to do these little detail things. Yeah. 
It's going to be it's going to be a lot of big picture stuff. So, right. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. There's. I know. As you're as you're saying all those things, I feel like there's like so many variables and lists of things that can apply to everything you're saying. And um, it is. It's just I. And that's what I keep saying is we're not ready. We're not ready. Time will tell. Time will tell. We just have to kind of push through it, but I feel like we're close. Like it's close. Um, You're close. I, I can feel know. it too. Every, a lot of people are yeah. close, but it's not time will tell. It's like you have stuff to do. And so just pick one thing, the easiest or the hardest, and or make a list and go, okay, I have energy now to do this thing. I have energy today to do this thing. I, I need a break. I can't do anymore. Okay, today we're going to do this. Uh, tomorrow in a week I'll do this. All you need to do, everyone, you know, that's going through this, all you need to do is to, is to help the universe along or your higher self. Is just, and, and it'll trigger more ease, more efficiency. But get those little detail-y things done. All right, Sonia, keep us posted. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. I'll okay. see you soon. Bye-bye. You're welcome. See you. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see what's going on. We got two more callers, and we'll be getting to our guest. Oops, getting to our guest. What's it? Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. This is Dominique. Hi. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Hi, Michelle. It's Lee. Oh, hi, Lee. Welcome. What's your question? Um, I was calling in because I um. I've been recently putting myself back out there to kind of get back into the dating world and that kind of stuff and was wondering what you had to, what your input was. Okay. Not quite yet. I think with you there's a lot of detail stuff too that you need to do and focus on. So you might meet people, but it, it seems like something's off, doesn't quite happen or doesn't click or it does, and then it just kind of peters off, falls off, um, or becomes too complicated, or there could be one person around you where you're texting or talking, you might even see, and then it kind of drops off, kind of breadcrumbing well, or ghosting and then coming back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, there's one person that was like kind of there and then I wasn't exactly sure um, like if, yeah, that's what I was kind of like trying to see. They were there he, and then they were gone. He kind of right? keeps popping in and out. It, he's a, no, no, he's a time waster. Okay. No, no. Okay. He's breadcrumbing, seeing and dating other people. There is a past relationship around him that he's into, but it's not, it either broke up and not working out, but that might be the one. He seems to breadcrumb or connect and then a, a little mini ghost. So I don't know if you want to call it breadcrumbing or ghosting, and then all of a sudden comes back around. But what it's doing is it's pulling you off what you need to do in your path. So there's a lot of stuff coming up for you in the subconscious or wrapping up past things so that you can begin to start formulating a new vision for yourself. Out of all this change you've been going through, you're in a place of transition. So a lot changed. Now you're in transition. And so your higher self is wanting you to handle the mental, emotional aspect of your being. Um, 
complete or do what you need to do kind of on a day-to-day basis, and then you're to be creating a new version. So there's a new version of yourself that's coming through, some changes, not only right now it's more physical, needs to be physical, health, mental, emotional, so that you create this new version that matches the new vision or the new vision that matches the new version. Once you've done that, then you will pull someone in at that vibrational frequency. So you have a lot of healing that needs to be done, a lot of stuff. It's a subconscious. There's a lot of past stuff that needs to be cleared up. I would say look for those kinds of changes and new direction and perhaps even some would be more next year, maybe March, okay. April, May, that time, period, that time period. But you're going to be either moving or going in a different direction. And, again, that person comes in on the more life-enhancing or higher vibrational frequency version of you and vision of your life. You got, yeah. Okay. All right, Lee, hope that helps. I'm cool with that. All right. Thank you. Okay, cool. Calling in. Okay, we got time for two more callers, and then we will um, hopefully our guest is online or one more caller. Uh, hi, you're on air. AJ Styling, hey, welcome. Welcome to the party. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Dominique. How are you? Hey, Dominique, welcome. What's your question? Thank you. Um, much like the um, young lady who just spoke, I do have. Um, a relationship where um, a long-term relationship and I kind of just realized after almost a decade how much um, attachment theory really kind of, I mean, obviously it plays into everyone's life, but um, I did not realize the wounds and stuff like that. I didn't know anything about really attachment theory. Um, And still think of it applicable to my life or his, and it is, I mean, amazing how much information I'm learning and how it's allowing me to heal more. And then um, uh, so much abundance is opening up to new opportunities for work and things like that. And so um, now I am thinking that he is also doing his work. However, I'm not rushing on him. And I no longer want to be codependent on what anyone else is doing. And so um, with me now integrating these new lessons in my life and just vibrating higher, I, as I have these new opportunities opening up, I'm just wondering, I know there's no wrong one, but as I'm trying to choose one and um, just being this new energy, I'm just wondering what you see for me around work and even my relationship and um, just trying to, Okay. Set up some confidence as I choose. I hope other people are listening. To, I hope other people are listening to this. And Lee, who just called in, we do get once we pull back from that focus on dependent dependency, what what we call mm-hmm. pop co, uh, psychology codependent, but it's really dependent personality. Mm-hmm. We do free up energy to draw in more meaningful experiences. And even if you're doing well, you could be doing better and better and better, you know, more and more ideal. So that's what you're going through. You're pulling in higher vibrational, more fulfilling experiences. Um, And that's what you're meant to do is just to really focus on you. And again, once your vision is more anchored, the vision, the version of you, then you meet someone at that higher match. So I feel for you right now, it's, especially during this retrograded time, 
It's just to try different things, to follow through so that you can see on a somatic level, a feeling level, what resonates for you. What, because mm. a lot of people right now, and especially I can see it with you, Dominique, a lot of people right now are, we have old visions, old ideas, yeah. old goals yeah. that have to be updated or let go of. So sometimes we yeah. have to try something and then go, you know what, it's not exactly that. It's almost that, but it's not that, or it's no longer that. Right. So we, ha- right. you have to go through that right now because you're you're letting go kind of of some strands of a of a former self or a former way of mm-hmm. being in the world, a relating pattern. Mm-hmm. You're letting go of something. What do you want to call it? Attachment theory, relating pattern. You're you're letting go of that. You're, it's it's being transmuted into a, a more fulfilling, healthier, vibrant way of being in the world. So I would just say trust your intuition and follow up, follow through, and the rest will take care of itself. Okay. 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 Yeah. Well, you were right. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Much peace. Yeah, sometimes we just have to go through. We just have to do it. That's the earth plane. We just have to go through it. Okay, our last caller, and then we have our guest coming on for the second half of the program, our Awakening Dialogue. Who is on air with me now? Hello. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, my name is Linda. I'm calling from North Carolina. Um, and Linda? I am actually – hi. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I'm actually – doing some painting and reefs and stuff like I guess kind of my own thing at home um, and I'm trying to see about trying to sell do my own business kind of thing do you see anything happening uh, how that's going to (laughs) go absolutely I think it's going to go well I think that if you keep the idea of play and trying something Mm -hmm. new and putting it out there that it's going to build kind of slowly and then it peaks it, it, there's a woo, so I don't know if it's around the holidays. I actually feel February, uh-huh. March on for you is a very profitable time. So it could be that it just takes time for it to get, you know, off the ground. Uh, are some okay. of the things you're putting on it on Etsy? No, I have not. Or some site like okay, but okay, so you need to put online is what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah. Right now, I'm just doing it on a like a in town local thing, and just kind of getting my feet wet that way. See what okay, so then maybe that's well, so the, so that might be why I see it taking a, a, a while, and it it goes slowly. And then someone may say, "Hey, mm-hmm. why don't you put a website together, or put this on Etsy or another <laughs> platform?" And then it's like, "Oh my yeah. God, I got all these orders! Oh my God, it's really happening!" So just follow what you're doing, Linda. You're being guided by your higher self. You you know, go slowly, see how it goes. But next year you're okay. going to have to, my sense is, make a decision to commit to it, to do it on a bigger level. Okay. All well, right? that sounds awesome. So, so. Yeah, so keep listening. We've got a great guest coming on. Okay. That sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. So, as always, our guests kind of tie into what we've been talking about. We have Monica Rogers with us. Um, she works in this project, the Revelation Project, as well as private coaching uh, to lead women through their inner revolution or evolution. Um, she really helps women in times of transition and change and to move into their own empowerment um, 
moving past their own comfort zone or limitations to get into a, be- a bigger aspect of their life. One of her mottos is say yes to the mess. Boy, do I love that. All right, let's uh, connect in with Monica and see what is going on. Hey, Monica, welcome. Hello, hello. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, thanks for your patience because I was getting through callers. I could a lot of people were. Um, and also I want to share, uh, if you didn't get your question answered or get on air, you can call back next Wednesday. Uh, Monica, let's talk a little bit about you, what you were doing before, how you awakened to this, and your revelation project and coaching. Because I'm, I'm feeling like you have some um, some gems for us, some some pearls of wisdom, some <laughs> insights. Um, yeah. For one, you're saying yes to the mess, not waiting for it to be perfect to do the changes that we need to do. Right. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I love, this is my favorite subject. And believe it or not, saying yes to the mess is one of my favorite conversations because I am somebody who suffered from perfectionism for a long time. And they say that we teach what we most need to learn. And certainly Mm -hmm. that is true for me. But what I've found is that you know, the the mess is also interesting because it's where women have been taught not to go. It's where we've been conditioned not to go. And I consider the quote-unquote mess uh, the places where we would be the most uncomfortable because we're the most unfamiliar mm. with them because of that conditioning. So I think about things like our intuition and learning to trust ourselves. I learn about or I speak about you know, re-inhabiting ourselves and daring to stay in our bodies, you know, as women Mm. because we've been conditioned in a world that makes the body emotionally uninhabitable for a lot of women. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the body, our sexuality, our intuition, um, you know, all of these things are are what I would call – places that we've been taught to avoid and they're actually where our power dwells. And so I love, you know, just anything that has to do with acclimating women to this experience of finding their voice and all of the discomfort that it, uh, that they need to go through in order to, you know, truly embody their sovereign uh, wisdom. Mm. Here's the thing, okay, because I, you know, it's interesting. I haven't had, uh, I'm okay a little bit with things out of order and messy in life and just kind of finding the way, but I I am finding, and so it's interesting when I'm in this conversation, I'd have like a little look-see within myself uh, about a week ago going, okay, just do what you can in the way that you can because it's not mm-hmm. going to be all, put together you know like it's like when you want to put something out there people talk about the launch and it has to be so perfect well I'm finding right now I don't know if anybody else but it's really hard to have the launch the big thing it's all together you know and we kind of have to flow with things I mean even recently I was asked to do something with um I don't know, good people in the entertainment industry, influencers, I don't know what you want to call them, people in marketing, PR, I don't know, directors, anyway, these kind of people. 
And then I got a, a notice, oh, we have to postpone it. It's not coming together. We have to do it a different way. And I'm like, okay, that's fine because something is unfolding. Something is being put together that could be even better. What would you say? How do we, how do we shift this mindset of having to wait until it's perfect? I mean, I've even had clients say, oh, um, I don't want to put myself out there yet until I lose the extra pounds or oh, yeah. until I lose. Yeah. Right? And it's like, you know, I kind of was, I've, I've done that before. Oh, I don't, you know, my, my, my YouTube channel, by the way, I've told myself, it doesn't matter, unless it's horrible, absolute lighting and no one can see anything and, you know, you look like death, it, it goes out. Even if it doesn't look like, you know, perfection, you're putting it out there. Just leave it, upload, end of story, move on. It feels like you help people a lot with this. I'm wondering, you know, why do we do this? And then what can help us through this you know, recognizing we're caught in this loop and then how do we get out of it to say, you know, I'm going to move forward on this anyway, even though it's like not the big grand vision that I, you know, was dreaming up. Right. Well, I I love your question. First of all, I think that the first thing I want to say is that I love that expression, no mud, no lotus. And I think what's so true mm-hmm. about that, if, if you really look at kind of the lotus as the symbol of enlightenment, then you start to recognize that it's the dark, murky, messy places that where we actually grow the most. And I think we've, to go back to the conversation about conditioning, we've been conditioned from a very young age, especially girls, um, you know, to kind of like – Anything that is unbecoming for a girl has been punished, has been suppressed, has been denied. Um, but, you know, that all of, all of our, our whole self is, you know, I think we're in this age where it all gets to belong now. And now I think what we're certainly seeing in the world is this outer reflection Um, of all of these systems kind of falling apart. And if we don't say yes to the mess, um, you know, I think we're going to be forced into much more um, discomfort than if we just kind of start to allow ourselves to recognize that things don't have to be polished and perfect. In fact, that there's so much more available, that there are many more disguised gifts available to us when we actually allow what I'll call more of the feminine to inform us. And the, the, there's another great example of kind of the mess, what we consider the unknown, which is often a very feminine energy, right? It's like it's kind of humorous to even try to define the feminine because she, she, you know, that energy doesn't even (laughs) love to be defined. So I think that the more we hold on or grasp or try to wear these masks of perfection, the more we're going to struggle and suffer. And so what I've just really found is that it's by revealing, you know, our humanity that we actually begin to heal what um, what we're needing to heal in order to come into alignment with the truth of who we are. And we're not our masks. We're not this, you know, ego side of us that wants it all to be perfect and sparkling. 
um, and pretty. Um, you know, we're, we're all of it. We're magnificent and we're messy. We are, um, you know, flawed and we're uh, brilliant. So it's like, yes, and, you know, it's both and. Mm, I love saying that. I always say spirit, the higher vibrational aspect of always talks about and, both, not either or. We bring, you know, right. as many parts in or many aspects in. So in a way, what I hear you saying, it's a, it's a cut off aspect of us that does this. And perhaps the constructed ego, not the true ego, but the constructed ego that, you know, doesn't want those disowned parts. Uh, to come shining through, which we're taught, you know, a familiar <laughs> societal level, right? A societal level, don't. Um, but then, you know, the more you focus on that, you're never going to put anything or get anything uh, out there. Out um, there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and just, and that's that allowing, you know, that creative um, uh, fumbling, you know, if you will, that allows us to kind of um, – you know, create, start creating. And, and sometimes we come up with something we would have never, you know, imagined possible, you know, to, to give you an example, I'm sure that you have many of them, but for me getting even into um, podcasting, you know, it, it's like staying with my own discomfort and, um, you know, recognizing after a year or two years, um, you know, I look back and say, oh, my gosh, like the first time I ever did it, I had to pull over the car because I thought I was going to be sick the first time I heard myself on air. Mm. Right. Um, and so we have so many examples yeah. like that in our lives. And we don't give ourselves enough credit to say, like, my gosh, I wasn't perfect when I started this thing, whether it was an art class or, you know, a job. Um, you know, and, and we have to learn as we go. But I think when we say yes to the mess, what we're also inviting is connection and intimacy with others. And that's what we're all craving. Yeah. We all want to know, like, thank you. Like, me too. I'm not perfect either. And, like, let's bring some levity and some play into this so that we don't have to uh, take ourselves so seriously. Right. You know, um, and I have found – one of the things, because I've had quite a few people say, oh, I'm not doing my, I'm editing my, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but they're not putting themselves out there, or a podcast. And I do think, it's kind of like traveling to another country, if you, you know, even another, if you can't afford that, another city or area of the unknown. I've had always looked at my stuff, like, whether it's my book or CDs I put out there, like, let me just try this. It's a creative expression. I'm getting to know myself. So maybe that's even a way that people can – because I know sometimes it, it looks glitzy. And, in fact, podcasts now, the less glitzy, the better, the more raw. You know, I, I had people – I'll never forget some people sometimes – have a lot of five-star reviews, but I had some like, oh, I can hear Michelle getting her – cappuccino in the background, you know, and she's heating up the milk. And I'm <laughs> right. like, okay, guys, I'm not on serious, you know, and even then I'm like, part of it is the dogs are barking. I'm getting my cappuccino, get your decaf, you know, I'm getting my decaf, get your tea or your coffee, let's, let's sit down. So I think there is, to your point, 
and, and maybe that is a feminine. I'm not sure. Little, it's like having curly hair, you know, just goes everywhere. There is this part I feel of spirit coming through, saying, "Okay, let's have it a little uh, less prefab or messy, to have it more authentic, a more authentic connection." Which, by the mm-hmm. way, was one thing I loved during COVID. All these people, and I'm like, oh, God, finally it's like my type of show. All these slick prefab shows, now they're doing it in their home, home studio. You see the dog in the back, the little two-year-old. They're parenting. I'm like, I, they're parenting. I loved it. I don't, I'm like, oh, my God, don't go back to the other sterile. It was so boring, and now, you know, it's like, oh, now we go back to the lighting, and it's blown out, and no noise, and, you know, pre, pre-canned claps. I'm like, now the other was so much richer. I, I watched shows that I would have never watched just because I liked what was going on around. Um, and what's also interesting, you could see some hosts or presenters that weren't comfortable being their self, their authentic self. They didn't do well with it, and they even would say, I don't like this, or, I, you know, I, I, I'm not meant to do this. I'm meant to have a team and, you know, someone feeding me questions and this and that, you know, and writers. and. Um, yeah, I, I love what you're to pointing to, Michelle. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, I, I love what you're pointing to. I absolutely did. And, it, you know, do, don't you remember some of the earlier videos that we were sending each other? It would have been like the really um, buttoned up, like, uh, newscaster. And, and yes. I don't know, if, I'm sure you're listening, right? And the little kid is coming in yes. in the background. And then you see yes. the nanny, like, pull the, pull the yes. kid off screen. It was hysterical. And it's true. <laughs> it's just like, my God, it's, it's, it's. To me, it's poetic that, you know, we, in some ways, especially when you're on this spiritual path, that, you know, in order to kind of break this aspect of ourselves open, we have to submit to the mess because many of us have have gotten here through a dark night of the soul, and that was saying yes to the mess. And that's what opened up this whole new world for us where we actually – know that we're both human and divine. And I think that, again, it's, it's that it all gets to belong here. And what else I'll say is that I often will say, like, a revelation doesn't happen inside the comfort zone. It's by getting out of the comfort zone. It's by getting a little bit messy that we have some of our biggest revelations um, about ourselves, about other people, about life, you know, beauty, uh, everything, you know, it's like, it's not from routine or the same standard, polished, perfected thing where we're going to expect to find miracles. Miracles don't happen there. Right. Yeah. So that, um, so just bringing that authentic, so it's almost like we've had, it's, it's, the perfect it's almost like you didn't talk I know this about archetypes in your um, bio write-up and it's almost like mm-hmm. we've only allowed ourselves our archetypal expression of certain archetypes and the other archetypes get relegated or, or pushed to the back um, that's right even Hera the mother the white can only be the perfectly coiffed one and makeup perfect and no kids in the background but you hear about the kids but you don't <laughs> right. see them running or crying or screaming, you know, or the dog, you know, the dogs, 
I love one I was watching a very, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was a political uh, show on regular TV, but of course they had to be at home Zooming and the, they're having this discussion and then behind the guy had this big, I think it was like a St. Bernard, a huge dog and it would come in and it was just walking back and forth and sitting there and you couldn't help you listen to the guy talk, but you just couldn't help focusing on the dog. And then he got so many comments about the dog. What kind of dog is it? The dog was so cute and sweet and this and that. He's <laughs> getting upstaged by this dog. That's just, and he couldn't tell because he's talking on and on. And the dog, he's shooting in the kitchen and the dog was further back. But I thought, oh, my God, that is so amazing. I, I, I wish we'd go back to this or, or you know, more of it. What is it that yeah, it's, we're, it's, not, we're, we're stuck in and not allowing to come, the others to come through or parts to come through? Yeah, so, so one of the things that I focus on when it comes to archetypes are, are the, what I would call the mature feminine archetypes, right? And so um, what I will say is, before I get into that conversation, what I will say is back to conditioning, women have only oh. ever been – quote unquote, allowed to be pretty, pleasing and polite. And a lot of our behavior has been performative. And so, Mm. you know, if you can think about, well, what archetypes represent those very kind of performative ways of being, you know, you can think of in many cases, Barbie is an archetype or June Cleaver is an archetype, right? Um, Those it's, it's like that, that's how so many of us were raised is to be, um, you know, to do what's quote unquote becoming for a lady. Um, And yet Mm. most of my life since my awakening has been about the opposite. It's been about unbecoming. It's been about you know, deconditioning, deconstructing all of the lies that I told myself or that I was told about what it means to be a woman. So what I love really exploring is are the archetypes of the mature feminine. And those are the archetypes of the eternal child and then the maiden um, and, and mm. then the mother, um, which isn't necessarily the biological mother. It's more the archetype of the mother. And then, of course, get into the archetype of the empress and then the crone. And when you're in the shadow of those archetypes, you would see the wounded child. You would see the Mm. wounded maiden, you know. Um, And the wounded maiden is where so many women are. And the wounded maiden does not like to, to be in situations where she feels um, you know, like, how will I say it? Uh, the wounded maiden likes to find a mother figure. She's looking for someone to hand her burden basket to. The wounded maiden mm-hmm. is always um, wanting to appear as perfect. The wounded maiden competes with other women. She gossips about other women. You know, and so what I find is that Again, because of our conditioning, we also treat other women. Actually, it's a reflection of how we treat ourselves inside, but a lot of us are unconscious to that. So um, I love kind of discussing the archetypes because I think that it distances us enough from taking it personally to actually look at 
an archetype as a symbol of what happens when we're not stepping into our true self, when we're not willing to take off those masks and when we're not willing to do that shadow work that helps us come into and leverage those beautiful aspects of what I would call the mature or divine feminine. Yeah. And I find, and you see, and boy, those that are chronologically younger, hopefully you're listening to this and so you can, you know, you know, keep connected to all this. I call it living full spectrum. Because even if you're crawling, you have the main, you have all those aspects within you. They're, they're blended and kind That's of right. come out in different shades, right? And, and part of what yep. I'm hearing from you also is, is those that are stuck to the ingenue or Aphrodite, the wounded aspect of Aphrodite, the Aphrodite energy that gets projected out that's all about the other which you could see like in Marilyn Monroe or a lot of, you're right, even still now, a lot of um, more public uh, women, especially in the entertainment industry, where it reminds me years ago, oh what was the guy's name, Roger something? He wrote a book about um, archetypes. And mm-hmm. very interesting, Monica, you'll appreciate this. So I was in England studying. And there was a workshop with him, and I had, oh, God, what's his name? I can't think of the last name now. And he was going on and on about the archetypes, the different archetypes, female archetypes, and then he got to Aphrodite, and he was talking about how Aphrodite is um, all about men and connecting to the man, and he was going on and on and on. And I had just written a, a poem about, having a sexy lingerie underneath jeans and a T-shirt just for yourself and walking out, you know, out mm-hmm. the street, out the mm-hmm. bout, doing your thing. So I raised my hand, and he said, does anyone have understand Aphrodite? And I said, oh, I don't think Aphrodite is just about the man. I said, Aphrodite is Aphrodite mm-hmm. for herself. She's feeling that charisma and sensuality yeah. and sex appeal for herself also. It's not just about for a man or something external. And Brandy right. just looked at me. Everyone turned, and I thought, oh, my God, <laughs> Michelle. But I couldn't help it. 30 minutes he was going on and on about Aphrodite in the kind of a Marilyn Monroe way, you know, that the man and like, the man and man. I thought, oh, no, my Aphrodite, like, just Aphrodite for Aphrodite. <laughs> okay, no, now what I love about what you're saying, Michelle, is there's – some disruptive behavior, right? I say disruptive, meaning it disrupted his, you know, what, what, what he was projecting. But think of how many people in that class were positively impacted by that quote-unquote mess or disruption. Oh, good point. Good point. Good. And hopefully so, him. I didn't even think about the other people, but I was thinking to myself, it's a very limited point of view towards women in that particular aspect right. of and being, so Right? And so absolutely, and I love that these kinds of um, conversations are segueing a bit because, you know, it's, it's fascinating when we are willing to kind of get out of the pretty pleasing and polite. Like you were not being polite. You were not being pleasing. Yeah. You didn't give a shit, right? Like it was yeah. like you were going to share your point of view, however unbecoming that might have been to the traditional gender standards that you were 
being held to, like, who does this woman think she is? I'm going to knock her down a peg or two or whatever the attitude was that day. But I'm just saying, like, you were ahead of your time. And those are the conversations or disruptions that we need right now. This is where women are Mm -hmm. at right now is if we say yes to the mess, what we're doing is we're changing the status quo. And what we're doing is we're raising other people's awareness. And by being disruptive, we're actually raising other people's vibration as well. I like it. Now, let me ask you something. Now that we're talking about this, I'm wondering, because it is a little bit also a control mechanism, my sense is the the backbiting and and the kind of women putting women down and feeling threatened, my sense is because all these aspects get projected out, which creates a scarcity, like, you know, whether it's attention, you know, from a man or anybody, you know, whatever people are into. But, you know, it's like if everything is outer, like to get the job, the raise, or to get the, the kudos or to get the validation or the appreciation or get the, the person to like you, you know, you're being a certain way, if all of that gets projected out and there's no inner connection and inner, you know, state, what's not connecting, I'm just doing this because I love it or like it, then I could see where it creates this, you know, meanness for, towards women um, because it's, it's like this, it's, if everything's projected out, then there's only so many spots, so to speak. Well, yeah, I, 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 yeah, another conversation that I love is what I call the patriarchal trance of unworthiness because scarcity comes from what I call the trance of unworthiness. And if you, and if you were to actually mm. think about the structure of patriarchy also being internal, you know, again, going back to conditioning, we are, mm-hmm. many of us had even mothers who were what I call patriarchal mothers, meaning they might have been doing it for our own good, but they wanted us to follow the rules because they loved us or not, you know, but in Mm -hmm. most cases in a healthy relationship, they loved us and they wanted us to stay safe. And so following the rules equated to being safe. And so many times Mm -hmm. you have women policing other women unconsciously to stay in the status quo and part of the training because if you can only imagine if women were not competing if we were actually celebrating each other if we were supporting each other that would not do well for for a patriarchal society to continue to succeed because when women come together what happens if they come together in a healthy way what starts happening is women start recognizing our own sufficiency, meaning we mm. stop fixing, trying to fix ourselves or fix other women. And when we're not being preoccupied by fixing ourselves or fixing our friends, what we actually come to pay attention to are all the ways the world is not working and is not working for our children. And when we get full of ourselves, meaning when women become full of ourselves in the best way possible, that's when we start using our voice. And when we use our voice, typically we're saying that's enough, no more killing, no more war, no more competing, no more capitalism. You know, we've got to, we've got to think about everyone. We've got to, you know, share our successes. We've got to um, find ways to help other people 
succeed. There's enough for everyone. I'm enough, you're enough, and there's enough. I like that. I like that. There's enough. And what do you call it again? The worthy, what was it? The unworthy? I love that. The trance of unworthiness? Yeah. So I call it the patriarchal trance of unworthiness, which originates from a lot of creation stories that tell us that, that originate with like the creation story of like Eve, that Eve became like, you know, she ate the apple and got us kicked out of the garden. And therefore, you know, like creation stories that, 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 are like almost like getting an IV drip in your arm that you know constantly microdoses you your whole life. These messages of unworthiness, um, and that's what you know. Women, we've been kind of simmering in this patriarchal soup our whole lives to the point where we don't recognize that part of the trance is, for for example, believing that I have to be perfect. Part of the trance mm-hmm. is you know, when I put other women down because I think that there's not enough, you know, part of the trance is, um, you know, being at war with my body when it was, you know, the beautiful vessel that my spirit has been given to experience this world, right? If you look at all of the Mm -hmm. way that we're messaged to and all of the many micro doses of messages that we've received, they've all been these disempowering messages that keep women preoccupied with what's wrong with us versus that there's mm-hmm. something wrong with our culture. Yeah. And also I'll there's, say, you know, there's I, nothing I, wrong that, with us. No, no, no. And it's very interesting when you, um, study the Aramaic of the Bible and especially also the metaphysical, the male principle, because we call male and female principle, not not even, you know, divine, masculine, or feminine, because there's, there's energy is energy, you know, it's, we describe it as magnetic, electrical, or feminine, or masculine. But it's interesting, the mm-hmm. ma- and it's in the, also in the tree of life, in the spheres, that there's this action component of the, the masculine or male principle moving out in the world, but the feminine, which is Eve, is the wisdom. And so the, so the masculine part, of, right, just jumps out and does something, you know, and, but the feminine, so you're so right, such a disservice to say that, you know, the snake transfers, it's a transformation and, and wisdom and eating that apple, the fruit of knowing, divine knowing and, and intuition so yes, to be told that that's all wrong, that that was actually evil, I mean, mm-hmm. wow, right? Well, and that, and that, right, I mean, it's what I call living in the upside down because it's, it's all backwards. It's like we were also, many of us were raised with the Genesis story of Eve, which I believe is where, you know, Eve is birthed from Adam's rib. I mean, we know how birth works. It doesn't work that way, people. You know, like, yes, it's exactly. just, it's a trance. It, it's a, exactly. right? The story oh right. becomes the trance. Oh, and, and, and as long as women are in the trance, they are going to think that they're unworthy because, and so it's the unworthiness that is synonymous with the kind of feeling of scarcity. It's like the, the not enoughness, right? And that's what really is at the heart of 
if you were to look at any of those intersecting patriarchal systems. And when I say patriarchy, I want to be clear, patriarchy doesn't work for men either. I should also use no. the term dominator culture, you know, which yeah, is probably, dominator. you know, right, right. So I, I yeah. certainly don't want, you know, I love men and I love the divine masculine. This, this system is not working for either men or women, but we, we've got to start revealing it before we can heal it. Yeah, I love that. Got to reveal it before we can heal it. Monica, I'd love for you to come back whenever you can. Let us know um, anything you want to share. Give us your website, a way people can connect with you, um, and anything that you've got going on that you want people to know about. Oh, you're so great. Thank you so much. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show. I've enjoyed it so much. I would love to come back. And for your listeners, um, I would say you can – Find out more um, by going to jointherevelation.com. And um, the podcast is called The Revelation Project. And, you know, the, I would say probably the um, next big thing I've got going is a six-month group coaching circle for women called Unbecoming. And it's actually Mm. six months of disrupting the trance of unworthiness to reveal and reclaim the truth of who you are. And what we'll be doing uh, over that six-month time frame is helping women to establish a loving relationship with her body and her life, to learn how to tell her truth and to stop apologizing for her life, um, to create more impact with more rest and renewal, and all kinds of other great um, kind of uh, you know, unbecoming things. <laughs> um, and so you can learn more about that by, again, going to the website at jointherevelation.com. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, oh, you had a podcast. Okay. Well, I'd love to come and share on there, too. I'd love to have you. Let's keep the conversation going. Come back. Sounds great. All right, Monica, you take good care. Thanks for coming on Awakenings. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Michelle. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, loving that, loving that. Okay, guys, lots of really good information, um, insights. Wow, really powerful conversation that we need to have. What's Lenny putting in the chat? Got to reveal it to heal it. applies to everything going on in the world this time. Ooh, yes, Lynn, yes. Got to reveal it to heal it. Remember, 80% of change comes from awareness. Can't change, make better, make more ideal, heal what we're not aware of. And you're right, Lynn. This is the time it's all coming up, the revealing, the great reveal. I think I've talked about this in other podcasts and definitely on Patreon. I keep calling it the great reveal. But all this revealing coming up, coming up. Um, If we don't see it, we don't aren't aware of it or don't experience it we can't change it well okay that was monica rogers the revelation project thanks everyone for being here and just gosh just shining your light so brightly i feel you i feel you i feel your light i see your light um and that's very very um fulfilling for me well as always continue to shine your light share your insights and of course Keep awake. I'm getting woke and staying woke.
Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you alone?